A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. shall serve him. 
shall save the needy when they cry. The poor and those who are helpless. He will have pity on the weak and the needy. And save the lives of the needy. from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, 
and have come to do him homage. When the king heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophets. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are of no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. <clears throat> they were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures, treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We know that the word epiphany comes from two Greek words, epiphaneo, which means to shine upon, or can also mean a revelation. And we can hear both of those senses in the scriptures this morning. The first reading from Isaiah says, the, Lord, the Lord's glory will shine upon you. Nations will walk by your light. And in the second reading, St. Paul speaks about the mystery revealed to him, that the Gentiles are welcomed in the body of Christ as well as Jews. So shining upon in a revelation. And the three wise men, or kings, bring gifts to honor the Lord. And those gifts symbolize different aspects of our Lord's life. So we have King Melchior, who was king of Arabia, bringing gold. And the gold symbolizes royalty. So Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords, honored by gold. And then the second king, King Balthazar from Saba brings frankincense, which was used for worship. So it reminds us again, the Lord is worthy of our worship. You notice the wise men prostrate themselves before the Christ child, worthy of worship. And then we have the third king, King Gaspar, king of Tarsus, who brings myrrh. And myrrh was used for burial. Since recognizing Jesus taking on our human nature becomes capable of dying for us and for all of us recognizing our mortality. The Lord indeed uh, embracing all of those things, royalty, honor, worship, and mortality. 
And the three kings come led by a star making a long journey. And it says after they have brought their gifts to the Christ child, then they do not listen to what Herod had said. They go back to their country by another route. And it can symbolize for us too how when we encounter the Lord, we come to meet the Lord Jesus, will change often the direction of our path to give us a new, uh, a new route to follow in life, uh, a life that's full of His grace and His mercy. So it's a wonderful time to see how we can follow the Lord more greatly, how we can abide in Him, follow His ways, and think of those who are making a journey of faith who are a witness. I was thinking of the members of our parish RCIA or OCIA process, now called Order of Christian Initiation of Adults. But we have a wonderful group who are taking time to pray and study and have fellowship to grow deeper in our Catholic faith. There are five members who are catechumens, meaning they're unbaptized, and then we have eight members who are candidates, meaning they're baptized, but they haven't received other sacraments after that, and they're coming, most of them, from other Christian traditions. But they're making that journey of faith, wanting to learn more of our Catholic faith and prepare to receive the sacraments that bring eternal life. They're taking that extra step to go and make that journey, and they're witnesses of all of us, witnesses of uh, taking that time to invest, in a sense, in the life of faith. I was thinking, too, very personally about my youngest brother, Tom, and his wife, Linda, who some years ago made a journey uh, back to their Catholic faith. Tom and Linda both were baptized Catholics as youth, as infants, and raised in Catholic homes, but in some time later in their lives, largely marrying non-Catholics, they got away from their Catholic faith. And both of them involved in non-denominational worship for some time. And uh, Linda was married twice before meeting Tom. Tom married another woman before meeting Linda. And I kept up relationship with them, loving my brother and getting to know Linda. But uh, in our discussions, they weren't quite ready to make that journey back to the Catholic faith. But keeping that relationship open was really important to love and support them. We'd have good discussions and I'd give them things to read every now and then. And eventually, um, Linda had two children from her former marriage and they invited me to celebrate the wedding of Linda's daughter, Lorelei. Lorelei was marrying a young Catholic, JP, and I celebrated the wedding at St. Norbert Abbey. And I was hoping that JP might lead Lorelei towards the Catholic faith, but it kind of went the other way that she drew him closer to non-denominational worship. So it went on, the journey went on for a time, and uh, eventually Lorelei, being a, a smart young woman, was beginning to see inconsistencies in some of the Protestant teachings in various churches that she and JP had tried out. And so she actually came around to thinking, on, let me examine the Catholic faith again, and got involved in an RCIA process where they were living. And the interesting thing is, 
for the number of years that I was talking with Tom and Linda about what it would take for them to come back to the Catholic faith, including the nullity process. What really moved them was Lorelei coming to visit one day, and she said, Mom, I'm in the RCIA process, learning about the Catholic faith. And that stirred Tom and Linda to say, maybe it's time for us to re-examine that. And I encouraged them about what it would take for a nullity process and directed them to a good Green Bay priest that could help them. And uh, they did the steps needed to uh, find that both those previous marriages could be declared null and cleared the path for them to come back to their Catholic faith. And I was privileged to be able to bless their civil marriage here at the cathedral when they'd gone through the steps they needed. And they're very strong Catholics now. So is Lorelei and JP. And Lorelei actually, while she was in the process with RCIA, was posting things online in a kind of a pod. It caught the attention of Marcus Grodi from EWTN. And Lorelei was actually on the TV program talking about her journey home. And it's gotten a lot of attention. So she's been a speaker a number of places. But the blessings of those things spreading out farther when someone takes those steps to follow the Lord's new call. So think about it. Uh, today, as we celebrate the epiphany of the Lord and the journey of the wise men, do you know someone that might be uh, open to exploring the Catholic faith, be it a family member, friend, or co-worker? Do you know someone of a Catholic background, but they've gotten away from it and could be in, encouraged and invited back? Uh, do you know someone that uh, doesn't really know anything about the Catholic faith but could learn, is open to learning? The key thing is having a relationship, a friendship, or family, that those relationships being a positive foundation for sharing more. We have a wonderful uh, platform and formed where many of you may be using that computer internet platform where there are all kinds of wonderful programs and resources available. We use some of it for our RCIA process here. But think about who might be in your mind that you could reach out to or accompany. And uh, for all of us to keep growing, and we're never finished growing, are we? There's always more to learn and study and more to share with each other. We'll be having a wonderful program on uh, virtue leading us to freedom uh, later in the month. Let's think about who we may have in our hearts and minds that we could be an instrument of God's will for. The wise men followed a star to reach the Christ child. And stars are visible most of all when it's dark. And so think about how in the darkness of our culture, the darkness of our world, how much the Lord wants to make us lights for others, to let his light shine in us and through us, to invite others to come to meet the Lord, to meet him and follow him and find the fullness of life.